0: with Liam and Kevin Hall.
1: Welcome to a bite-sized blues episode. I'm not sure how bite-sized this is going to be with everything we're going to cover. We've got the free agency news to talk about, the draft coming up, we've got some friends driving by with some new segments, and a brand new segment for our other team the Mariners. Alright, so,
0: we have moved. Um... And that means our nice, fancy microphone is somewhere in the many boxes around. Yeah. Can't find it. So here we are. Uh, We're going to push forward, doing it the old school way, just uh, recording on a phone. So uh, here we go. Uh, Also, I want to give a formal apology. Uh, When we named our podcast, we did not know how unstable the season ahead was going to be. And Mm -hmm. so... We ironically named it the Unstable Blues, just kind of like a tongue-in-cheek to the uh, stable that the Colts might be in. But then, uh, yeah, it ended real bad. Yeah, and um,
1: our team was very um, unstable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So apologies if we had anything to do with that. Uh, You know, we're not on the field. We don't have anything to do for that. So uh, we're going to go over the free agent offseason moves so far. Kind of tag team this thing. Uh, Shane Steichen was the uh, head coach. They kept all of the defensive staff.
1: They only kept Reggie Wayne on the offensive staff and got Jim Bob Cooter as the offensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, Brian
0: Mason, uh, who is a local indie guy. Uh, was the uh, special teams for Notre Dame last year. Seven blocked punts in that year. Pretty good. Uh, he actually renamed uh, the punt coverage team to the punt block team.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so I like that.
1: Um, and we also re-signed Tyquan Lewis. Yep. Uh, have the highest
0: paid NFL kicker now in Matt Gay. Um bye bye Bobby
1: O'Karake. Yep. Uh EJ though, two years, eight million dollars. Stefan Gilmore gone to the Cowboys for a fifth rounder.
0: Yeah. Matty Ice is on ice that saves the Colts seventeen million, tw uh twenty five million saved with Stefan leaving. Samson Ibukum. Ibukam from the Niners, three-year, $27 million. Yep, uh, kind of bolster that defensive uh, uh, front some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashton is back for two years with $9.2 mil. Paris Campbell went to the Giants for one year for $3 million. Yeah, uh, so uh, Bobby O and uh, Paris are back together again in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew came here uh, on a one-year, $3.5 million
1: deal, dollar deal. Isaiah McKenzie also came here for one year on a $1.2 million. $1.2 million. There you go. Uh,
0: and uh, they restructured DeForest Buckner's contract, clearing up some cash, cap space. Not exactly sure what that's about yet because they haven't made another move since then. So, in your opinion... Give you the best and the worst move of the Colts free agency thus far. It's not over, but the pre-draft uh, stuff is over. So, what do you think?
1: I think I don't think you can consider Shane Steichen to be either best or worst move. We it's it's a coach. I
0: don't consider. I jury's consider. out still. I mean, uh, up until now, it's
1: all just talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so far, my best move would have to be the EJ speed re-signing. Okay. I feel like later after Shaq kind of got hurt that we needed a linebacker to up, step up. Zaire obviously stepped up big, mm-hmm. but EJ made some really good plays and I feel like that was a good pick up on us.
0: Yep. Um, I am going to go best move for Isaiah McKenzie. I'm really interested to see what he brings to the table Um uh, like a solid, like for sure slot guy. And I think we got him on a good deal. Um, and you know, he provides some speed across the middle for us. Mm -hmm. Worst move from you then?
1: Um, I was gonna say the highest paid kicker, Matt Gay, but I think Gilly needed to be more than just a fifth rounder. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that's my,
0: yeah, I can see that. Um, You know, him at the end of his career, uh, it was a good fit for them uh, and for him uh, to go to the Cowboys. uh, Somebody who might be a little bit more competitive uh, right out the gate uh, this year. But yeah, I'm with you, fifth rounder. I am going to say that the signing of uh, wasting all of that money on Matt Gay is a little silly, especially when you look at the actual production numbers. Even just from last year, um, I believe, uh, um, I believe Chase McLaughlin has already uh, had had a better uh, percentage overall uh, and a better percentage from long distance. And you would have gotten him on a uh, a better deal, uh, and you wouldn't have had to spend all that money that's just my take. Yeah. I look at it and go, you know what? We could have gotten a better deal for just as in my, from what I could see just as much of a good kicker. But yeah. Yeah. We know that Ballard, Chris Ballard uh, is a patient man and sometimes it's frustrating that he is so patient. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to uh, have a moment to remind ourselves that that's okay. Uh, instant gratification Uh, may not be always the best thing. And so we want to introduce a brand new segment um, called Low and Slow with our friend Coach James. All right, Low and Slow. So my question, Coach James, is do good things really come to those who wait? No. No? No. Not at all? Spend the money and get your player. All right. All right. Okay. Well, it is draft time. And so uh, we're going to rank the Colts' top five needs for the draft. Liam, what do you think? What's your top
1: five needs for the draft? One, number one, what do you got? Um, honestly, I think this is kind of a gimme. <laughs> uh, quarterback. We need a quarterback. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm with you there, quarterback number one. Coach James, what do you think uh, is the number one need for our Colts? The Colts would be a quarterback. You need another franchise QB. Yep. Yep. Uh Liam, what's number two for you?
1: Um overall defensive back, but if I had to choose someone specific, probably a corner. I feel like our safeties are they're, yes, they're young, but they're pretty talented.
0: Yeah, I would say after losing Stefan, uh it's gonna be a corner and luckily this is a deep corner class. What do you think, Coach James? Well, I don't really
2: follow Indianapolis, so everybody needs good cornerbacks nowadays. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh number three, what you got?
1: Um I think I got offensive line. Yeah. I think we need to bulk up on the offensive line. We are getting sacked way too much.
0: Yeah. They they need some depth. I went wide receiver number three. Um, I think that's a bigger need. I think that they can still find uh, somebody deeper in the draft uh, O-line. What do you think, Coach James? Yeah, there's a lot of good linemen out there. A lot of good linemen. Yeah. Uh, I got O-line number four. What's your number four, Liam?
1: Um, My number four would probably be wide receiver. So we kind of switched there. I feel like I agree with you with everything you said about the wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Coach James?
2: I went with running back, but, you know, I'm not a Colts. I don't know who's carrying the ball for him. Who, who's carrying the ball for the Colts? So coach. far, Jonathan. Jonathan. Right? Oh, well, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. He was hurt quite a bit. That's why yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, he got an ankle issue last
0: year. Uh, he got married in the off season. So oh, that may change
2: a lot of things. Yep,
1: yep. Uh, Liam, what's your fifth uh, need in the draft? Um. Honestly, I feel like either safety or defensive line. We can go either way. I think it's maybe like, I don't know about draft, but yeah. maybe we trade a draft pick for a veteran safety to teach our young, talented ones.
2: Okay. Ooh, good call.
0: Yeah,
1: I like wow. that. Uh,
0: I went D-line. It's just not a Chris Ballard draft without a D-line, you know? So, mm-hmm. edge rush. Coach James? Well, you were
2: going to say that was your main need uh, an edge rusher you go for
0: that kid from alabama um will anderson yes yeah i don't know that that's a top need i don't know if we're gonna spend that but that does bring me to my next question do the colts have to draft a quarterback at number four they have the fourth pick in the draft do they draft a quarterback do they have to draft a quarterback at number four what do you think liam
1: um, I think that theoretically if you want a good franchise quarterback that you wanna have a long lasting career, you go up there with your first pick, you come out and you pick your quarterback that you want. All right. Coach James, what do you think? Yeah, you gotta have a franchise quarterback,
2: you know. Do you have to get him at number four? I mean you got Uh, bring- you don't
0: have to get him at number four. You could 'Cause they also have the thirty fifth pick in the draft just inside the second round.
2: And there there was a lot of
0: good quality
2: quarterbacks anyways coming up, but
0: Chris Ballard loves his picks and so he may trade back. But how far back do you trade? Because really what, you got the top two guys and then everybody else, maybe the top four. Yeah. You could maybe throw Henn and Hooker in there, but he's got the knee issue, right? Yeah. You know. Do you have to draft a quarterback at number four? You don't have to, but if I was the GM, I would. Yep, yeah. I'm pretty sure if the Colts don't draft a quarterback, a, at number a lot four, of upset. The fans are going to lose their mind. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, what quarterback do they draft at number four? Do you think?
1: Um, it all depends on who's off the table, yeah. if they take Bryce Young, I take Anthony Richardson. yeah, if they take Anthony Richardson, I take CJ Stroud, okay? I think those are the two if they take CJ Stroud, I take Anthony Richardson. I don't want really I don't really want Bryce Young, yeah, okay uh, so for me it's either CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson and it also depends on who Carolina takes, who Arizona takes if they take someone right and or if they trade out. Do you uh, exactly. trade up to three? I, I think you stay where you at and you get your pick of the litter from there. I feel like if you move up too much, you already lose too many players. What if
0: you already have uh, Darth Vader at number one with Carolina? Mm-hmm. And uh, he you know Frank Reich uh, is going to get his quarterback and then assume that Houston's going to get a quarterback. What if Tennessee trades up and so, suddenly – Two people in your division have now knocked out the top three quarterbacks. Do you settle for the fourth quarterback, even if it's, like, the fourth guy that you really wanted? Do you settle for whoever you deem number four? If it's Bryce Young that's there, if it's Will Levis that's there, whoever is, you know, whoever's fourth in your order
1: ends up being the fourth that's available. Do you take that? If it's yeah. my fourth in order, I don't take that. I think I trade back and maybe try to get a late a late pick and then not like maybe like a 10 11 type of pick or do you draft like a witherspoon cornerback in number four the
0: guy from Illinois Oof, what, that's good what do you think coach James if you were in that situation they've quarterback one two three somebody out traded you for number three what do you it for still going quarterback mm, no I'd go defense yeah you know a deep cornerback, and you want the top one, right? Maybe, maybe, or maybe you go ahead with your edge rush because you let unique go and in Gokwe, mm-hmm. So maybe you do need to replace him. You do. Here's what I think may happen. I think the Colts may trade back out of number four. I don't think that they'll trade because here's the deal. I don't think they'll trade back so far as Tennessee because I think if you trade back past Tennessee, Hendon Hooker is going to be gone. But I think they may trade back to uh, the Lions at 6 or the Raiders at 7. Let that team take whichever quarterback they want up at number 4 and you'll pick Hendon Hooker. Coming off the of injury, he's he's up there in age. Know, but I don't know about that kid. But at the same time, you know, his numbers pre-injury were pretty staggering, mm-hmm. you know?
1: And but that injury can shake up your mind. Coming from someone who has I, had it, it can could, could shake you up. I know, but that's the question is
0: do the Colts need to win right away, or is this a multi-year rebuild where uh, you've got a really good receiving class co- coming next year and you can you know end up in the top 10 again next year
2: mm-hmm. you know low and slow what do you think? Uh, people want to win now uh-huh. so and as uh boss, a GM and you gotta I wouldn't trade back yeah I, Stay, what, four? That's four. what y'all pick. Four, yeah, yeah I'd yeah. stay at four.
0: You got, uh, I think Chris Ballard is kind of fighting for his job a little bit too. And so he wants a guy to win now because he knows if he can't get a guy to win now, he may be out next year. Mm-hmm. You know? So, all right. Another segment we're calling Truth or Trick. Or I guess uh, in the Ode to Halloween, we're talking about truc- Trick or Truth alright so there are some things that are happening out there Uh, Chris Ballard in his uh, uh, press conference pre-draft today said he was asked who's lying he said everybody's lying everybody's lying about everything right they're getting all kinds of information so here's the information mostly centered around some cold stuff I want you to identify whether you think this is truth or if this is a trick uh, to fake out other people okay um Will Levis had the largest pro day turnout from the Colts front office. Everyone was there. Chris Ballard was there. All the scouts were there. The only person that wasn't there was the owner, Jim Mersey. The coaches, everybody. Okay, Is that a truth from them? Is that a tell? Or is that a trick that they're faking people out? What do you think, Coach James?
2: Will Levis... Be a
0: trick, I think that's a trick. A trick, all right. What do you
1: think? Well, yeah. I'd hope it was a trick. <laughs> I don't, out of all the four up there, I don't want Will Levis, I don't like his attitude. So, and I think Shane Steichen, I don't think he'd like it either. So, I'd say, hoping it's a trick. Uh, I, I, I would agree that I think it's a trick.
0: Uh, the more and more I've heard of Will Levis. Uh, pro style offense He may actually be one of the top ready guys um, But I, it's the attitude to me That it doesn't sit well And uh, it, you know Plus mayonnaise in your coffee is weird <laughs> Yes uh, weird. Anthony Richardson spent Two whole days in Indianapolis One of those days Was entirely dedicated to looking at housing options and local establishments like eating places we're talking about like it's not just talking about football we're talking about living life there what do you think is that a trick or a truth
1: liam i feel like that would be a truth i don't see any reason why anthony richardson would need to trick anyone he may not do he may not need to colts
0: may want to what do you think coach james I'd go with truth
2: I mean you gotta all depends on the source that it came from but what sources can you trust nowadays yeah Uh,
0: I think I think this is the truth I think this was a little bit of an under the radar like I don't know if it was supposed to get out everywhere um kind of thing um Here's another one about AR was uh, also his pro day was attended by only one uh, scout, but it was the chief personnel uh, executive, Morocco Brown. so not just an area scout uh, was that a trick or a truth to you, coach James? uh truth, yeah yeah, so
1: it matters that it was the main it guys. does matter, yes all right. All right. What do you think, sir? I think they wouldn't send him out there for nothing. I feel like they have high hopes for Anthony Richardson and kind of piggyback on the uh, cycle one. I don't think this is a truth. A gotcha. Truth. All right. Uh, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young,
0: their pro days were only attended by local area scouts. One scout from the local area of you know Alabama and Ohio State. Mm-hmm only one scout in attendance for those pro days is that a truth or a trick are they trying to trick people by
1: saying or do they think that they're already gone and they're like what do you think um I think that's more of a trick I feel like at this point they kind of have to look out after everyone so I think the Will Levis thing its a bit, a bit excessive to bring everyone, but I feel like these could still be top scouts that they trust a lot to assess them well.
0: Yeah,
1: Coach James, say like truth
0: <clears throat>
1: that they
2: think that he's going pretty much going to be gone. So what's yeah, going? let's just send one person look at him.
0: All right, just in case. I think that this is a trick. Oh. I think that uh, that Chris Ballard actually doesn't value the pro days nearly as much as he does the personal invites and so both of these guys came in on top 30 visits to the Colts organization that I think is where they did the bulk of their looking at Uh, the other stuff is just metrics that they trusted their local scouts to do Um, and so I think it's a bit of a trick um, because related to this there is a rumor that the team from Houston sitting at number two says that they may not actually choose a quarterback Wow. When they have a defensive, brand new defensive coach, even though we're talking about Davis Mills still being the number one guy. Are you kidding me?
1: Is this a trick or a truth? What do you think? I think this is a trick. You, If you're Houston, even if you have a defensive mind coach and you're at, what are they, two? Mm-hmm. They traded up for that. No. no. they They
0: lost – they beat the right. Colts at, on the last to actually lose the number one pick and right, fall back to right. two. It's
1: been a while. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they. If they wanted, to, if they didn't want a quarterback, they would trade back, but right, like right below, so they could still get since he's yeah. a defensive mind. So they could still get that defense that they and get some picks from mind. it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think. But Arizona doesn't want it.
0: But you're talking about trade back even further. Yeah. Okay. Past four. All right.
1: Okay. Or maybe mm. switch with the Colts 2-4. All right. But, but you don't, don't want division. Help the division. Yeah, in division. I mean, so, I don't know.
0: I don't know. In division trades. That, I feel, like, that they, the I feel like that's
1: a trick because I feel like they would have traded back to get more picks for defense since his defensive line.
0: Smokescreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, letting the Colts feel that they have a little bit more assurance that they may get their guy for. Mm. All right. Uh, Coach James, what do you think? My trick, Yeah. You know.
2: <laughs> straight I really, Yeah, I don't say a lot, but, you know. You know, a lot goes on at these things. They gotta fool
0: everybody. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh I believe I believe this is a trick, although there might be the new wrinkle of uh Trey Lance uh coming out of San Francisco, and it would make sense that he would get teamed back up with D'Amico uh there in Houston. And so if that's the case, they may not take a quarterback because they may get Trey Lance instead. And uh, I don't know that Trey Lance is worth the number two pick, so we're talking about they'll probably give uh, something like a second or third round or something like that. Uh, Trey Lance. Uh, so they may team that back up. So there you go. Well, I uh, wanted to thank Coach James for joining us uh, here in, uh, in uh, this brand-new Low and Slow segment. Thanks for uh, coming on with us. Hey, I
2: appreciate it. Uh, I spent all my summers up in Indiana. So uh, I do like the Colts until they play the Browns and then (laughs) I have to root for the Browns. Sorry, fellas.
0: Uh, That's all right. Uh, Let's take a look at other than QB since uh, in my opinion, they may not even pick uh, a QB at number four. Um, uh, My newest pick now, is Jaron Hall. Yeah. They yeah. get him uh, on a deal in the third round. Uh, I think he's got everything you need. But, um, you know, uh, that's, you know, I think Chris Ballard is looking out for Chris Ballard when it comes down to it. I don't mm-hmm. blame him. So uh, some of the other needs we've identified. Uh, let's look at the uh, glory picks here. Uh, cornerback. What uh, What cornerback are you looking at uh, or cornerbacks are you looking at for them to pick up?
1: See, in this offseason, I haven't been paying too much attention to stuff. Yeah. Uh, mainly just quarterbacks and stuff like that. Cause yep. I know we need quarterbacks. Yep. So corner, the only corner that stuck out to me is Devin Weatherspoon from Illinois. Yep. He's the top prospect. Everyone's like, oh, my goodness, him. Right. And that's who Houston might take instead of a quarterback. But I feel like it'd be nice to get him. And if we do go Jaron Hall, like you're saying, definitely pick up Devin Witherspoon as yeah. your next as your pick from four because you need that defensive back.
0: Yeah, you could even maybe trade back from four to somebody else who wants that quarterback spot, uh, say you know the Falcons or. Um, maybe even you're going to do the controversial uh, trade within the division back to 11 with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And you, you can still pick up Witherspoon and gain some uh, maybe draft picks along the way. Yeah. Um, uh, or something that's going to offset and get you some more. You trade back, you get something in return is the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you, Witherspoon. Uh, watch out for Julius Brent. Uh, I think even, even if they stay where they're at, they could probably still pick him up at the 35 pick uh, corner out of uh, Kansas State. Um, uh, Trivius Hodges Tomlinson, uh, who is uh, the cousin of Ladanian Tomlinson right here uh, from right here in Waco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's a up-and-coming prospect. I know they love the corners from uh, Maryland. are really, really fast. So, Jacorian and Bennett, uh, maybe. And then, of course, Christian Gonzalez is maybe the number two overall cornerback. It's a deep cornerback class, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you think, wide receiver-wise? Okay.
1: I have a little bit of a thought on this. So, I want you to go first. Okay. So, I can display my thought.
0: All right. There. So, um... Wide receivers, uh, I'm, I was looking at uh, realistically uh, Rasheed Rice from SMU. has got some good speed and length. Uh, and then uh, Cedric Tillman uh, from Tennessee and all of his work with Hendon Hooker. Uh, catching passes and uh, kind of doing that uh, his thing there in Tennessee. All right, what's your unique thought on the wide receiver thing? Okay,
1: so my unique thought. We don't plan to win next year. I know people say that. I don't think we are. Okay. We need to start building. Mm -hmm. We tried to win last year with Matt Ryan. We know how Mm -hmm. that went. We're doing a rebuild. Got it? Rebuilding. So I say you don't take a wide receiver in this draft. Oh, nothing at all. No wide receiver. All right. You trade trade back so you can get some good offensive linemen and outside rushers. All right. And then next year, heavy wide receiver class, you get picks for next year. So you get that Marvin Harrison Jr. Or the other stud wide receivers out there. All right. So I think you don't take one this year. You settle with Pittman, Alec, and um, Ashton. Mm-hmm. So those three. And Mackenzie, And McKenzie, the new yep. addition. And then you also have your Titans as well. You're yep. stacked on Titans. Mm-hmm. You have to get rid of one and you don't know who. Yeah. So Although Ballard said that this is
0: the deepest and best tight end class he's seen in a while. Do they pick one up anyway? Mm.
1: No, you don't think so. No, I don't um, think we take water, I think we're gonna take one, but in my opinion, don't take a wide receiver. You wait till the wide receiver heavy class
0: next year. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also somebody that you brought up the other night that I was like, oh yeah, question: Do they need to draft a running back because Um oh, because. Nice. Uh um, JT is in his last year of his rookie contract. They could pick up the fifth option, but he's already had one injury-prone season last year. Do they need to pick up a running back of some kind to just kind of fill in? They've got Dion, they've got uh, Zach Moss uh, back behind them, up and coming. But you know, maybe it's not. I mean, Bijan Robinson could still be there. Pick four. You do that. Could you trade back and still get Bijan Robinson? And surprise everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? Well, if we were taking one running back, mm-hmm. I'm a small guy. You are a small guy. Let me rephrase that. I'm not small. I'm average. You're in. Yeah, I, I got you. I'm average. You're in the, the small
0: end of average size. I got it <laughs> for football. Yeah, in terms of right. Mo- most I- <laughs> most running backs are like going to be about that six foot. You know, mm-hmm. like five eleven to like six two kind of mm-hmm. range, yeah.
1: But as a small running back, I know how they can pack a punch whenever mm-hmm. you don't expect it, right? Catch people off guard. Get those legs of moving, those motors pumping. I got it. I'm um, the running one. Running back I'm looking at is Kansas State's Deuce Vaughn. I I got you. Five six. Yep. And he's I think around two fifteen. Yep. That's a lot of muscle for that small of a guy.
0: I, I will tell you, I was at the Baylor football game in the cold when they played Kansas State and got beat by Kansas State. And uh, there were a couple people that stood out to me, and he was definitely one of them. Anytime mm-hmm. he touched the ball, was like, oh, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Kind of that Darren Sproles kind of uh, small, darty, uh, gonna get through the line, and if he's through the line, man, you his he's so fast you almost can't even see the legs, they look like that cartoon, just like a, a spinning wheel kind of thing. So fast, yeah. Um, so I got you, I understand. Uh, you know, they got three fifth round picks, maybe pick him up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's gonna last much longer than that, but since he is small, that is the uh thought that people would pass on him because he's small, right? Yeah, so. All right. Uh, introducing now a new segment. Uh, we had the Colts corner in the offseason uh, or at the end of the season when the Colts were not in the playoffs. So now we're going to introduce to you a segment for our other team called the Niners Neighborhood. So we do Colts corner,
1: CC, Niners Neighborhood.
0: And yep. Then yep. A little uh, alliteration there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have one question in this Uh, And it may get a little complicated here with some new developments. Are the Niners team Team Purdy, Team Trey, or Team Darnold?
1: Okay. So, recent news, Trey's on the trading block. Could be. Could be. I think they picked up Donald for a backup so that they... So, if something happens like last year that... They have an okay backup that they can work around. Cause if you think about it, Darnold is more kind of mobile. He's not like super great at passing, but he's not super mobile. So he's kind of fits in that like Jimmy G type of scheme. Okay. And you can work with the Niners offense, you can work around it. Cause you got D.Va and Christian and Kelsey, not Kelsey, um, Kittle. Yep. You have all those superstars. So I think Darnold's the backup. Trey's on the trading block. It's on Team Purdy. I think it's
0: Purdy's team. I just don't know if he's quite going to be ready. But I do agree with uh, some of the things you uh, were talking about in the realm of does it matter? And this is the same kind of thing to talk about what Colts uh, quarterback should be drafted. When you have Shane Steichen, does it matter? Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's worked with all these different people. With the Niners, does it really matter who's gonna be a quarterback? Provided that they can at least throw a little bit. We didn't we saw that kind of not work out so well at the end of the playoffs. But their system is set up for all of this motion and all of these, you know, bells and whistles, and you got Kittle and you got CMC and you got Debo Samuel and you got Brandon Ayuk and all these different things and a really, really solid, good defense to get the quarterback what they need, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, can Donald hold it down for th- three or four games until Purdy is back to full health? Sure. You know, if they go, at you know, two and two, even one and three, do they have confidence in Purdy to do what he did at the end of last season? Sure. Until they don't. Yeah, But, you know, uh, that's kind of how it goes. The NFL can stand for not for long, and that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Well, we will be back post-draft to discuss what actually happened, because who knows at this point. Then a few weeks after that, the schedule comes out, and we'll make our way-too-early picks on that one. Thanks
1: for listening. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unsaved.